everybody. It's Donna and Will. Say hi, Donna. Hello. Um, we're back after a little hiatus um, to talk to you about um, holiday grief and loss as we come into the fall here and into the holiday season. Um, it's been a little bit hectic for Donna and me, so we haven't gotten a chance to come together and talk to each other and to you guys about uh, death and dying and grief and loss in quite some time, so it's really good to be back. Um, we think it was. We think it's really important to discuss uh, the topic of grief um, as we come into the holiday season um, for a lot of reasons, um, but uh, we want to kind of just explore what um, can happen uh, over the holidays and kind of touch on what what you might be feeling um, with grief as these holidays kind of come and go. Um, so Donna, in your experience um, with your patients and their mm-hmm. families and even like maybe a year or however many years after they've experienced a loss, what do you find to be the case um, as people approach the holidays uh, without their loved one there? Most have a difficult time. They either want to cancel the holidays or they have this feeling of not wanting to participate and then feeling like they aren't sure if they should or should not not participate. How is the rest of their family going to feel? How is their coworkers going to feel if they're more of the Bahambug type of personality, because it's difficult. You're moving into a time of year that we kind of advertise as a family time and not everybody has family here for a variety of reasons. Uh, And we grieve some of those reasons, whether it's because they live, you know, in another country and can't be here or if they physically died yeah. and that, that becomes hard. And especially if they have the loss happen during the holidays, then it really is like a double whammy. Yeah. And this time of year, we tend to have quite a few more deaths than other times of the year. And I think that brings it front and center for a lot of people. I don't know about how you're, you experience that as well. I, I definitely do. Speaking personally, I had one of my best friends from college, passed away um on halloween and that makes halloween a little bit difficult for me um but it's it's and it's such like an emblematic reminder um of him to me like every year Mm -hmm. and then my other friend from college passed away on valentine's day oh so that's another reminder as well on, on the holiday as well so those those two are difficult for me i haven't had um a like an immediate family loss um, over like a more traditional holiday, like Thanksgiving or Christmas or anything like that. So I really can't speak to that. Um, But I have noticed that um, sometimes in in some cases uh, it it may not, it may impact me in the way that I don't want to interact with that holiday as Mm -hmm. eagerly. Yeah. Um, And I felt that personally. Do, do you feel that like if people want to shut down the holidays, what would your advice to them be? I give them permission to do that. Be honest with yourself. Uh, personally speaking, I had a friend uh, whose granddaughter passed away in July, but her favorite holiday was Halloween. Uh, 
she collected everything Nightmare Before Christmas. So when the holiday came around, and we just did a memorial last weekend. Oh, wow. Because uh, we had to wait for a few reasons. And I even found myself having a hard time when I would see Jack Skellington stuff. I'd think about Haley. Sure. And I'd be like, oh, you know, it's, the holiday isn't the same because normally I'd be calling her and saying, hey, I saw this new thing. Why don't we get it for Haley for Christmas or whatever? And I'm realizing I can't do that anymore. Yeah. So it is hard. And I always give families permission to change up the holidays, cancel them if you need to. Uh, you might only do it one year and feel like the next year you want to re-engage and other people just have a different experience yeah. at the holidays. And it's important to honor that the holidays can never be the same because that person isn't with you. Yeah. It doesn't mean it won't bring some of the spark back and the joy back at some point, but it won't be the same. Yeah. It can't be. Yeah. And that, that's hard to acknowledge um, yeah. for some people. And I think some people actually, some people actually never get through that. No. Some, some people, as soon as if so, if it's someone really close to them, yeah, they, they'll completely disengage. With they the will, and, and it will be that way forever. Yeah. And that's how they're coping with it. Yeah. And I don't have any feelings other than to support them and taking care of them. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. If that's what, if that's exactly yeah. what they need to do. Yeah. Um, and it's also hard because some people have wedding anniversaries and things around this time, like Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. So that makes Valentine's Day double hard yeah. because their loved one isn't there. So that's the hard part. In in terms of like this, for those of you who don't know, in my industry, death care um, especially, and I think Donna's mm -hmm. as well, the, the holiday season, really the winter season is – busy for us. Yes. Um, there are a higher number of deaths in the season. Um, so you may be more likely to die around the holidays. Um, but those around you and those left, um, after you, you transition, um, may have mixed feelings about what to do and how to handle it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think really your advice, Donna, is really, really good mm -hmm. of just being supportive of whatever they decide to do yeah. and not to force it. Because that that is just another – that will just trigger Even, negative anger uh -huh. emotions. Yep. And or feeling and feeling guilty for, for feeling the way they do. Mm -hmm. And that's not appropriate ways to cope and heal. Mm -mm. What, do you, what would your recommendation be if the family – people within a family are not on the same page about how they should handle ho the holiday. Then I try to encourage them to honor and respect each other's wishes. If you want to have a full on Thanksgiving meal and so-and-so doesn't want to participate, allow them that space. You can still have your ritual, your mm -hmm. meal, whatever it is that symbolizes the holiday for you while you're allowing your other family members to do what they need to do instead of trying to guilt them into coming or making them feel guilty um, for the way they feel. Or if you're the one that's wanting to stay home instead of guilting the person for wanting to still have the meal, the, the ritual, the get together, the party, whatever it is, allow them their opportunity to do that as well for both, both parties. It's really interesting. That's gotta be, and it's hard it's to do. Hard. It's hard. It's hard to do. Cause it's basically like, you're not, you have opposite needs yes. and you're basically asking the other one to be on your side. Yeah. And, but by validating each other's feelings, I think can help 
the relationship long term because many times relationships and families fall apart. You know, I've heard more often than not when so and so died in my family, we stopped getting together. Yeah. Or so and so got upset about this and we never healed it. We just went to our own corners and never spoke again. And there's a missing piece in that relationship now because of the anger in that moment instead of the communication of giving each other that space to heal and then coming back to center whenever that is. It can be, but it can be hard. It's really hard. And I, and I think I, it's, that's asking a lot. It is. And, but it goes back to our values worksheet that we did a while ago and how we talk. If you can talk about it before the death, maybe you'll have a better understanding when it happens. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, that, that's definitely true. I would I would agree with that. Um, it's just really interesting that just the circumstances, like, and it doesn't necessarily have to be around the holidays, no. but but you touched on a really good point. It's like you, that's how those rifts are created. Mm-hmm. It's in those moments of anger during grief, yeah. you can't communicate. Um, then you'll go to your respective corners and and never heal mm-hmm. that relationship may never heal because mm-hmm. of because of the anger because of the anger maybe there's embarrassment at some point and now i'm embarrassed to reach out because of mm-hmm. what was said remember it's the broken plate story all over again if you break the plate yes you can put it back together but it will always have the scars of the glue that bring it back together and that's in a relationship too doesn't mean it can't be even prettier now or work better because you've worked through those but sometimes there's embarrassment where i don't i'm just not going to go there anymore because of what i said and i can't take it back and yeah you know so i think there's other reasons that we don't talk about it either feeling and it's the potential for rejection yeah it's like if if you know you said something mean or ugly and um if you're the one to to try to reach out and And give the olive branch you know you you're you're vulnerable. You're absolutely. Yeah. And what if the other person doesn't accept it now you, and you don't want to deal with that. So you don't do anything. It's brutal. It is. And it's, and it's kind of sad. Oh, brutally sad. Yeah. Horrible. You know. Horrible. Especially since those things are, I don't, I, I honestly feel that. Most, I feel like in my experience, most people don't look through the lens of grief and, um, realize that they should give themselves a reprieve and say like, Hey, I'm sorry for what I said. I was, I was grieving and that was really messed up. Yeah. And that, and, and honestly, that's okay to say. And honestly, yeah. that's, I'd understand that. Yeah. Egos get in the way. Yeah. You know, and that, that's really hard. And the holidays are already a tough time for many families and individuals because of what it symbolizes and signifies and things have changed. Yeah. And, we have an opportunity. I think that's why sometimes different funeral homes and different um, organizations do holiday stuff. Like nonprofits will do a grieving through the holidays. And I think sometimes that can jumpstart an opportunity for families to start talking again. Mm-hmm. If there's that, that opportunity um, to bring you together for a common reason. Yeah. And if you're both willing to kind of like the hokey pokey, stick your right foot in and... <laughs> see how it works but if someone says no then there's another potential for hurt yeah and that's even harder i think to deal with 
But this time of year triggers a lot of that. And it could be anything. It could be anything, and it could be um, what? I don't know. The shows that are on TV, like the Charlie Brown. And yeah, you know, Charlie Christmas. Brown Christmas, all that food that's supposed to be on the table uh -huh. that, you, that you associate as prepared by yeah. someone who's not there anymore. Yeah. Um, I mean, I went through that this week. I did a bake sale and I was making something and my dad wasn't here that he was gone, but he's pastry chef. And I really wanted to ask for help on how do I make this look prettier? And I couldn't. And yeah. he, he wasn't, he, he's still with us. He was out of town, but I thought, when he passes, I'm really not going to be able to say, Hey dad, how do I, how do I fix this and make it look prettier? Because with his 40, 50 years of pastry, he'd be like, Oh, do this, do this, do this, do this. And we'd be done. And I'd be like, cool. So it made me think about it, even yeah. though he's physically on this plane, he wasn't in town. So I couldn't ask him, but it made me think about when he passes, I won't, you won't have that. Resource. I won't have that resource. And, um, kind of made me sad. To oh, think about it. Yeah. Um, you know, he has Parkinson's and the dementia that goes with it. So yeah. it's a reality in our future. And I thought about that and I'm like, oh man, going into the holidays, I have pictures of him making, you know, really cool poinsettia cupcakes and all these things that I don't know how to do. I can make the cupcake, but I can't make it pretty on top. Yeah. So we're, I'm lose, I'm starting to lose that opportunity. And I, I think exactly families think about it at the holidays, even if their loved ones with them. Maybe not all of them are with them. Yeah. And they start thinking about, oh, my gosh, what's how am I going to feel when they're not physically here anymore, even though I can't maybe interact with them for whatever reason? And we start thinking about that stuff, too. I, I Actually, that resonates a lot with me, with my grandmother. She's going to be 97 in March. Wow. And like I, she's, I still go over there, and she's still cooks she does what she can but i was like you know what i realized like when she's gone no more known as biscotti mm -hmm. no more chicken cacciatore no more eggplant parmesan and i was like this can't stand mm -hmm. i was like missing those things on the table for me to, and experiencing that like with her like i i just anticipate that like it was just like it's a total loss. Yeah. It's a like they'll, it'll never be made from her hands again. Exactly. It'll never taste the way that she would make it taste. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's really, it was really hard for me to accept. Yeah. And she's, she, right. She's still here. Yeah. On the but you're realizing there's going to come a time where that chicken cacciatore isn't going to taste the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was really, that was really hard for me to yeah. accept. So it was, it was, it was grounding. Yeah. It was really grounding. And we work in death care. Yeah. And and we and we're human, so these things come up, and it reminds us. I. She. It in her particular case, I. Around the holidays, she's kind of one of the reasons we get together yeah. for the holidays. So. Like that that cornerstone piece. Mm -hmm. It's like at very at the very least, it's like we have to see like Nona like once yeah. a year, you know. Yeah. Um, so, like if if that corner piece if cornerstone isn't there, does the the arch not function properly? You right. know. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Wow. Yeah. I the mm -hmm. first year my grandmother was gone, I always sent her 
Christmas, I sent one of those um, um, flower arrangements through Pro, Pro Flowers or whatever it's called. Yeah. And um, But it was always their centerpiece for Christmas Eve dinner. Okay. And the first year my grandmother wasn't there, I'm all, do I still send it? Do I? I went to order it and went, oh, wait, she's not going to be there. And I thought, so that was a shift in my tradition, too, was I sent something that she could enjoy and they could enjoy as a family for the centerpiece wow. of their of their table. And then I, I thought about it and I'm like, you know, did you did you think about it like also in the sense of, oh, am I is this going to if I if you just sent it? How are they going to respond? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, is she trying to trigger us? Is she yeah. Trying to, yeah. Like, All kinds of stuff went through my head and I yeah. don't remember wow. if I actually did or not, but I was ready to pay for it before I realized, oh my gosh, I've just created this whole order and she's not there. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, but I've done it every year for years. That was part of my participating in Christmas in Pennsylvania because I couldn't be there was to send this arranged because she had everything she needed so i said yeah. something that i thought would bring joy and beauty mm-hmm. with flowers and would last for a little while that was hard yeah you know because that was like oh so i got it when my family's called me and they're like i picked up the phone and i called and i and then i realized i said yeah i just did that too and it's part of our accepting this happened mm-hmm. and remembering because it's easy to you know in a fleeting moment to think about it yeah, 100%. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I think I think one of the, the takeaways from this conversation for me is, like, your feelings are always valid as you go through mm-hmm. grief, and you can cancel the holidays, you can participate. Mm-hmm. Either one is fine. Mm-hmm. You have to accept the other people who may have differing opinions than you. Mm-hmm. And try to be as supportive as you can, yeah. or just not engage, but be pleasant. But about be it. nice about yeah, it. Yeah, be yes. nice about it. It's like I, I think we just differ, and we're not on the same page with this. Yes, and that we just need to be okay with that. Um, but also, like if you have moments where you're triggered by something mm-hmm. at, at the dining table or in the atmosphere yeah. around the holidays, it's okay to like, it's okay to be triggered, and it's okay to Absolutely. feel that grief, grief, and that grief washes over us in unexpected times and expected times Yep. and do never push it down. Just push through it. Work yes, through work it. Through it. Um, and we don't get over it. We get over the flu. So we push through it. Well said. You know, that's important. I think because so many times I get calls of from a variety of sources going, when am I going to get over this feeling? And I'm like, you're never going to get over it. You don't have the flu. And yeah. I hear silence. I say, you're going to get through it. You'll find a way to get to the other side in your own way, but you'll never get over it. When you can accept that and, and come from a different perspective, maybe that's when healing will show up. Yeah. And that, that gets hard for, for many people. It's really hard to accept. It really is. And when we think about how we interact with our loved ones after it happens, and then we have the people who are well-meaning trying to push it back in because they think you'll just jump back on the horse. Yeah. Well, the horse has changed. Yeah. And that might be how they're coping, but it's not how you're coping. But being supportive of invalidating each other's feelings takes work. But I think if you started the conversations 
prior to the death, if you can, not all deaths are, are expected, they're sudden deaths, um, you can at least maybe have laid some of the groundwork to ease into how each other's feeling. Yeah. And, and that's starting that, that's working through the anticipatory mm -hmm. grief, you know, because mm -hmm. that builds solid ground. Um, and realize you expect, you might've expected one more Christmas with your loved one and they died unexpectedly. Yeah. And have that opportunity to, um, forgive yourself for lack of better words and how you're coping with it. That's interesting because I had to forgive myself this past Halloween because of my friend. Mm -hmm. um, he has a charity, Andrew's Army. Oh. And my, uh, my friend sent me a video that they made for the charity this year. And it's usually like a first, and I haven't been able to go because they do it in like New York and back east, you know. Uh, Philadelphia and I haven't been able to participate in those in the event mm -hmm. because I've been here um, but I remember because I was at when he passed away I was at homecoming okay and he was a, he was a couple years younger yeah so I remember at my I graduated in May and I went back that October for homecoming mm -hmm. it was Halloween weekend and he passed away when I was at, at the school and I had just started my work in death care okay. and a few people close to him were saying that he's going to pass away and my friend who was in my grade was crying really emotional and he was like I'm going down to the hospital right now and I gave him and myself, bad advice. Mm -hmm. I said, it's his last moments. Like, let him be with family. And that was what I took from my, like, very, very, very limited, limited, limited experience from my work. And it had only been a few months at that point. Yeah. But I thought I was giving the best advice I had. Yeah. And in the video that I watched my classmates and peers talked about talking to his parents and them inviting them down to the hospital to say goodbye. And when I heard that on the video, I started bawling uncontrollably because I had given my friend crappy advice and I'd taken my own crappy advice and I didn't, and he didn't get the closure that we could have had. Because I made an assumption. Have you forgiven yourself for that? Because you did the best you could in the moment with what you knew. I did. Not I the did. same. I prom it's not 100%, the same. Percent, a hundred percent. But like, I, I do forgive myself, okay. and I know that Andrew would forgive me. Yeah. Um. It was just very, very. It just really hit home. Yeah. It hit home really, really hard. And it was wild. It was really wild. Mm -hmm. And um, I was sad because I couldn't get that one back. Yeah, you can't. I was sad because I couldn't get that one back. And then I was, and that's when I was like, "This is, and this is, this was in 2013, so it's 2019, what, six, six years. years." And I was bawling uncontrollably. Yeah, we can't get this time back. Yeah.
and I know we all make the best decisions we can in the moment. And as we evolve and growing, have life experience and more experiences, I think sometimes if we allow ourselves to have a change in our beliefs and our perceptions, we can do it differently. Yeah. And I have no doubt that Andrew knew you loved him and you're saying goodbye. Easy for me to say, not experiencing it myself. Yeah. Is He's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, was, he had been battling cancer since he was five. And just the fact that he had made it as far as he did to like his early 20s was. That was a, a huge accomplishment. Huge, huge accomplishment, a huge feat. And that charity has over a million dollars endowed in it now. Mm-hmm. Because all because of all the impact he's had on everyone around him for his entire life. So. That's something to think about at this time of year. How we can pay tribute to our loved ones. Yeah. You know, I have a, an organization that I support every year at the holidays with the Light Up a Life program. Mm-hmm. And my person that I have honored since 2006 when he died, every year I buy a light in his honor, in his memory. And That's great, Donna. It's, it's small, but it's a way for me to keep him with me in the holidays. Yeah. So... I just, I, every year I get the little form, I fill it out with his name and I write out my check and I send it. And that's my way of paying tribute to him and supporting an organization that I know he would believe in um, and support if he were here. Yeah. So that's how I pay tribute at this time of year to bring him into my holidays, yeah. even though he can't physically be with me anymore because he died in, you know 13 years ago. Yeah. But that's a small way for me to keep him going. If that makes sense. And in a healthy way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's the hard part is I too have given what I would call crappy advice in my early days because I did what I thought I do. Right. We all do. Yeah. And we live with those decisions and we learn from them. We teach from them and we forgive ourselves because if we could do differently, we would have. Totally. Totally. You know, and things evolve and change and, you know, my lovely computer keeps giving me the countdown to my birthday. I'm at like 59 days. I'm like, would you stop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I finally went, you know what? I got to laugh about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And laughter is important at the holidays too, because we get so sad and we have issues coming up with loss that it's okay to laugh. It's okay mm-hmm. to, to think something's really hysterically funny and not feel guilty for laughing. Yeah. And because... Yeah. And, you know, I just, Andrew was a special light and he made a difference in your lives. Big time. Absolutely. Big time. Big time. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard to say goodbye. Definitely. That, that's actually one of the reasons I was, the fact that he died on Halloween makes it very easy to remember. Yes. Which I'm happy about. Yes. And I'm, I'm glad I had that experience this year with watching the video and watching all my other friends talk about him yeah. and reminisce and have this and share the same memories that, that I have of him of yeah. being like a really funny, strong, courageous, courageous individual. And it's just like wonderful to, to hear that from other people and just talk about it and, and talk about him yeah. and his life. Like, 
because he's he's not gone. He's still with all of us. Absolutely. And sharing that is is how we, we mm-hmm. keep him here. So and that's how you keep him is when you share. You share the stories and the memories, and the difference he made in your life. Big time. You are taking. I feel. Correct me if I'm wrong. That you're taking that time you had with Andrew and paying it forward with the people you meet now and how you interact with them, how you teach, how you counsel. Yeah. And that keeps his memory alive in the fact that he's no longer here physically, but a part of him will continue on. Most definitely. And it's it's so weird because when I started doing this work um, and that and that happened, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm actually feeling grief and I'm feeling like what all these families feel that I talk with every day. And it grounded me in my work. Yeah. And then it's and it's just actually really funny that six years later, after I've learned so much more, yeah. realizing that I gave crap. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was like, yeah. yeah. Damn it. So yeah. Like, yeah. 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 That's hard. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's hard. Yeah. You know. But I really think that this time of year it can be very special for, for us if we engage in a way that's meaningful to us, whatever that means, we have our own definition of that. I completely agree. Yeah. I completely agree. I hope you all listening will learn from Donna and my stories this evening about holidays and, and grief associated with it and um, maybe not make the same mistakes yeah. that we have. Because you maybe listening to us will make you much better people than we are. At least me six years ago. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody.